Welcome to the Outriders Chatterpoint Podcast, your source for the latest news and information about Star Wars Chatterpoint, with your hosts Matt, Dan, John, and Jeff. And now, the Outriders. This is the way. Hello and welcome everybody to episode three of the Outriders Chatterpoint Podcast. I am Outrider Matt, and today we have with us... Outrider Dan. And John, back from the dead. <laughs> Yay! Well, it's only the third episode, but uh, still, so you're 66% average there. That's that's fine. But uh, anyway, on today's show, we've got, uh, well, Shatterpoint is out. It is. People have been getting games. Not me, mind you, but uh, <laughs> you guys, definitely. I'm actually very excited to finally, I found an opponent. We're going to go play this week. Yay. Very exciting. Hey, that, but that's uh, the beginning of a community there starts with two people. Huh? It, I mean, literally <laughs> what's going to be <laughs> happening. But uh, anyways, how are you guys doing? How's everybody? Been great. We uh, had a, our first event since the release of the game uh, this past weekend at uh, Power 9. Cool. Uh, went really well. I think we had uh, about eight people turned up to actually play a game. A couple spectators came by just to kind of watch. Um, it was a great time. I think it was... Um, for, the, for some of us, it was the first time we actually got to run through uh, all three struggles together. Um, I think for me, it was the eighth game I've played. Okay. So Yeah, Dan was saying uh, on the last episode that you, you guys were doing demos and like playing like through one struggle and then swapping with somebody else so they can kind of get the basic mechanics down. But this is the first time you guys were sitting down and playing complete games, right? Um, I played a couple complete games but um oh, oh sure because you had the demo kit but uh, yeah. for, for most people yeah. yeah yeah but but it was i mean it was a great opportunity for us to like you said swap some people in some people who were kind of new and you know maybe didn't want to go through the whole process of a setup but if they come in play one struggle just to kind of get the feel of the mechanics it worked out yeah uh it was my first time going through a complete you know three struggle game uh, other than the demos that we had done before um, and yeah, a lot, I learned a lot, uh, made quite a few mistakes as well. So, but. Nice. But it sounds like you guys have got a good start to, uh, people showing up for events. Have you already lined up like a casual play, a tournament, anything like that going up? Actually, so we, yeah. Yeah. We actually got a league starting up, um, I think oh, perfect. next month. Nice. Yeah. I'm just hoping that the, and we'll talk about these guys a little later, but the, who, who the new release is coming out next month. Yes. We'll definitely be going over all those. Looking forward to using those. (laughs) Yeah. I love the pace that they've, they've got the releases lined up right now. It's going to really help to, you know, to let people expand on what they've got that initially released, you know? Okay, cool. So I got to know, we'll start with Dan. What's your favorite character team? What are you playing? Uh, Well, as my, uh, and I did talk about this a little bit on the, uh, the outrider, the Legion outriders, uh, my status of building my stuff. Um, I am all primed, uh, but not entirely painted. So I only brought one strike team with me. <laughs> it was, uh, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan with Obi and Rex and the two twelfth and the five Oh first. So it was, uh, a clone ball. <laughs> but your, your stuff looked good though. I will tell you for, for just getting started painting it. It looks pretty good. All right, well, for what I did have painted, it was, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, just Obi and, uh, Ahsoka and half of Rex right now. So. <laughs> okay. Did you have enough hunker tokens? Uh, I actually, I ran pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause well, on our second game, um, I was playing outsider Dan. Oh, uh, okay. We'll have to get on the cast here sometime. Yeah, soon. We'll, we'll probably grab him soon. 
Yeah. Uh, where he had literally had picked up his corset that day because he had been uh, busy with his own. He, he does marathons and other events. So he was busy with other events um, and literally had literally had not built anything. So he was actually using the store's demo copy. Um, using my copy. Yeah. It's very <laughs> on brand for outsider. Dan is yeah. to, uh, to borrow models. Yeah. Took him how long to buy a second freaking land speeder for Legion. But anyway, after how many times he ran it in the list, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Crazy. I, I think that was my land speeder. And I think it was just like, he's used it way more than I have. That's <laughs> <laughs> 100% accurate. I will guarantee it. Uh, okay, John, wh- who you've been playing the most and what do you think you like the most so far? So I've gotten a chance to actually use everybody. I've, I've played with and against all of the characters that have been released so far. Oh, good. Right on. Um, to be honest with you, I can't tell you which one is best. So that's a good sign, I think. I think that is a good sign, yes. <laughs> um, I just, for the first time, played with Obi-Wan this weekend. Um, I was using... Uh, Obi-Wan Anakin list with uh, all the clones and there's some real synergy there um, obviously <laughs> hunker tokens are you know everybody gets a hunker token yeah. uh, so, so that's I mean that's a really great mechanic to use and of course with the the rules update that we saw it really goes a long way um, you know with Cody being able to to give re-rolls to, to characters with with hunker tokens within range four um, getting him up on a an elevated position with uh, with close range to the supporting clones really makes a huge difference. Um, I really like him. Um, Anakin plays my, my play style because he's very <laughs> aggressive. He push I it mean, forward, get aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Hits like a truck. He can, he can take some wounds. Um, you know, he doesn't quite bring as, as many supporting points, but he's, you know, having the, the four force points is huge. Um, I really liked him playing with Dooku though. Wow. <laughs> Dooku's good. He's very good. Um, you know, the, the synergy that the, that the, the droids all bring together. Um, I haven't had a chance to do a all Mandalorian list, um, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of want to try that out because I've, I've heard that's got some really good synergy, but, um, yeah, I mean, just playing with, with Maul and the, and the Maul DeLorean separately and then doing, you know, the, the Ahsoka and the clan, uh, clan Ren fantastic I, or clan Kree, sorry. Um, yeah, there's, they're a lot of fun to play. If I had to give it to like one character I really love so far, bring it. Obi Wan. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't think I'd hear myself say that, but um. But here we are listening to it. Man, having hello there and having a ten dice attack like that, it, yeah. with the extra movement and then obviously the the hunker tokens, he's a he's a beast. I uh, I did pull off a hello there in my first game, um, where. I was already in position, so I just did the force to the whole there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to focus as well. <laughs> it swung with 11 dice. I didn't need the focus because I completed my tree without <laughs> even that <laughs> extra dice. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, right. I think I, I, Obi-Wan is, oh yeah, of the, of the launch wave stuff, I think Obi-Wan is a uh, clear contender for one of the strongest. Um, and a lot of consensus I've been reading online um, is also Dooku. Yeah. So a lot of... A lot of good power in those expansion boxes. All the awesome facial hair guys. Okay, got oh, it. Of course. <laughs> well, and, and with Dooku getting that change to um, to be able to modify his dice after, or, or spend the force points after the rolls have been already made, mm-hmm. uh, I think that makes a huge difference. Nice. Yeah, I've got uh, a Grievous and a uh, Obi-Wan coming my way in the mail, so 
well, trying to order through the store. So we're waiting to hear back whether you can actually get them or not, since they did, weren't able to get the uh, initial starter kit. I was like, well, it's out now. Should be able to order through them, but uh, we'll figure that out soon. Well, uh, if Grievous does make it any sooner than his delayed date. but Yeah, yeah I know it's going to be a little bit, but I, I'm so excited for my cyborg boy. But uh, <laughs> even though down the line, uh, got plenty of other characters to start learning like John's doing and uh, getting some table time on them. Uh, speaking of tables, how many guys, how many tables did you guys have set up for the uh, event? Uh, we, we had three going concurrently at the okay. same time. Uh, one of them was the, st- uh, the store terrain out of the, um, the, the demo kit. Mm-hmm. So the, basically the core box terrain. Uh, one was your Ewok village, John. And then I oh, had nice. brought uh, my star tours table because I figured we needed more terrain. Um, and set up just a little three by three, basically a Legion skirmish table uh, for, yeah. Most importantly, we didn't have to tap into 40K stuff. So we didn't oh. have any <laughs> any Aquilas or gratuitous skulls anywhere. Hey, we we have like plenty of Legion terrain at the store, so we could have dipped into that if we needed, but we really didn't. So. <laughs> Get to imagine the uh, models rolling up to your star tours table. What are these, star speeders for ants? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the scale doesn't feel too bad though. It's not too bad. Like, no, you can no. use you can use a lot of Legion terrain, and as long as it's over that three inch threshold, the, the range two ruler, mm-hmm. um, it's going to work well in the game. Yeah. So with the Star Tours table, the uh, little landing platform I use that was printed from the Corvus set uh, is exactly range two height. So we just called it like over range two. <laughs> oh, okay. And the Star Speeders themselves though are not. Uh, so we said we made it a gentleman's agreement. Uh, when we play it, I'm like, yeah, we'll just count it as a higher terrain level. Cause <laughs> wait, you discuss terrain with your opponent ahead yes. of time. What? Yes. That Crazy. is one of the good, one of the habits from Legion. I actually did bring over. It's a good there one. A couple other bad habits. I brought over. <laughs> <laughs> like slapping your opponent in the face when you don't get your way. Let's just say my first three <laughs> defense rolls, I rolled the exact amount of dice as the offense roll had results because I accidentally translated that from Legion. Oh, oh. <laughs> because I'm a, and it took me three defense rolls to go. Ah, hell, <laughs> that's what I was doing. Okay, <laughs> mm, I think for me, the, the hardest thing to, to kind of get used to is the terminology. Um, just yeah. coming from both Legion and MCP, um, you know, sometimes I'm used to calling characters dazed as opposed to injured or wounded or damaged. So getting used to, to remembering those or a thesaurus, or... <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm seriously considering printing out a, a one of the cheat sheets I've seen floating around online. Um, Outsider Dan did have his own cheat sheet printed, which was just of course text, he did, but, but it worked. It worked so well. Borrowing models and cheat sheets; those are two yes. things <laughs> I know we can get a reco to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, a couple of games in any weird interactions with rules that you saw that made you go, Hmm, let's look this up or any awesome things that you noticed during your games. So I think for me, the order of operations, I mean, that's always one of those things that you kind of have to wrap your head around. Um, You know, when do rerolls happen? When do, um, Mm -hmm. you know, dice alterations, things like that. Um, It matters on the timing. It it does definitely, especially when you start adding in the, the expertise table or the expertise tree because then you're adding in you know additional things that happen before the damage pool gets assessed and so that, that's been an you know a journey um i think a lot of newer players have been able to grasp it but i think some people coming over from mcp 
um, there's a little bit of a learning curve. I would say that the other one that took me a while, at least, was the uh, cover or um, line of sight rules. Um, you know, because it's it's kind of a hybrid between like a true line of sight and a two D with MCP. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, when we had the the discussion with with Will, um, he explained it to us, and I kind of got it. And it really it, it took me getting my hands on the models, putting some some terrain out there to actually visualize it myself. Yeah, uh, but it started making sense. Yeah, yeah, eventually you need to get hands on. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, I had the exact same situation. Was every time I needed to check rules, it was timing or or order of operations just you know having okay. those other game systems in your head really <laughs> mixes things up it's gonna uh, take a little while to get uh, separate neural pathways burned for the uh, yeah. separate rule sets well, uh, and then we add in like the things that happen at the end of the turn too and you know remembering okay like just because it's the end of the round we don't just reset the cards or your force points and things like that i think that's that also is something that's kind of a brand new mechanic yeah that and um uh focus um we're Honestly, the the trick that we started, that at least I started doing, and Outsider Dan started doing, uh, when we said focus, we would put a die next to the the model on the board just to remember to roll that extra die. Just uh, because with some of the triggered events, like six more things will happen in between there and the attack. <laughs> is that illegal? So we were like, we we're both saying like, God, we just got to dip into our old X Wing collection and pull some focus tokens out. I'm actually surprised they didn't make a token of some kind. There you go. I bet Dan's got, uh, or uh, John, I think you've got a full bag of tokens down there somewhere, right? (laughs) I I do. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm surprised that AMG didn't use this opportunity to, you know, throw in an additional token, but. (laughs) (laughs) uh, How much cardboard will eventually satisfy you? (laughs) I could kind of see the logic that you're only going to be using that focus on that turn because, you know, focus then attack so you don't really need to put down a token. But the way I was reading the rules, and I, I might have to have a rules lawyer double-check this, so uh, Jeff, if you're listening, um, it says... Well, Jeff better be listening. <laughs> so could you bank a focus? Like, focus is one of your actions, and then use it as one of those out-of-turn, like, five dice activation, or, you know, activated by someone else, five dice attacks? Like, I'm, I'm curious to, to see if there's some weird things that you could do with focus. I, yeah. I, think it, I think it has to happen within that activation. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to reread that and get some lawyers on that. <laughs> well, John already made his ruling, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> head judge John counselor. says, uh, <laughs> counselor. <laughs> the, uh, the the one thing that I think I was surprised by going into the number of games I played was just how important um, force points are. Mm. Um, you know, because initially we were just playing one struggle, and I think. It was rare we'd ever go through the entire deck. Um, you know, it, it seemed like force points weren't really at a premium. You can just start throwing them around. But, like, once you start getting characters injured and, you know, you're having to spend more force points, it really adds up quick. Mm. Dan uh, made big knowing eyes when you mentioned that. Uh, do you yeah. have an experience with that? Um, well, actually, it was funny because um, speaking of the deck, I only ended up going through with both of my games going full of all three struggles about one and a half times through the deck. So I had a couple characters didn't even activate twice. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah. Huh. Is that a, uh, a two struggle game and a three struggle game? Oh, wow. So I don't know if we were just, you know, it was just one sided and one side was just landsliding or um, was it? I don't know. Um, I won one. I lost the second one. 
Um, in both games, I lost the first, won the second, and then I either won or lost the third one for the win or the loss total overall. Uh, but yeah, I had the same amount of deck usage in both games. It was literally like one and a half times through the deck. Um, of course, we all did get our shiny uh, four. <sighs> Better you got an extra one? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You can have mine. No. I don't collect the shiny stuff, so I'll, I'll give you mine. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't go through the deck as much as it did. And I found that um, I was using most of my force with clones to do that um, defensive maneuver ability, just to have them have the extra little bit of movement, because I found that... Mm they just felt so, at least compared to other games like Legion where I know I'm getting at least 12 activations or 12 actions out of it out of six activations. Uh, I really didn't feel like I was able to move my people uh, as much. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm like, okay, I got to get the, it's the next struggle. Things have shifted. I got to get a guy way the heck over there. I draw it and it's my person who's on the other side of the board. And I'm like, well, crap, I'm not going to be able to get over there and get it this turn. And my well, opponent's going to score extra on that. So. Yeah, one thing to, to echo with that, like, there's really, like, right off the gate, it's high stakes. Um, you know, with Legion, there are so many games where my first activation would be move, take a dodge, move, take a dodge, or just yeah. take a dodge. <laughs> yeah, because you knew hey, this game was going to last a while, and I, there's no reason for me to just try to jump out to a lead. Um, yeah, getting out to, you know, grab two objective points that first turn. Well, second turn, if you, <laughs> um, but like it, it makes a huge difference. Like you really need to start getting that pendulum swinging in your direction, uh, or else you can find yourself pretty far behind the eight ball. Much more higher tempo game, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, the the last game I just played uh, with Dave, um, that game went all three struggles, and we actually went through the whole deck three times. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it was it was a very that first struggle. I think our game lasted about four hours. I think that first struggle was two hours. Um, now granted, you know, we're both still new. We're still wrapping our heads around the mechanics. We're still, you know, joking around. There was a lot of socializing and chatting during all the games there. One's like, oh, hey. Exactly. This wasn't a focused, like, tournament game. No. People (laughs) wandering up. Is that a Star Wars you're doing? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, it it took us a while. But even still with, with, you know, playing through the deck three times, um, it really felt like every activation was at a premium. You needed to make sure you got the most mileage out of that character. Um, yeah. One other takeaway that that I have really, really noticed last couple full games I played was um, as much as you think you're doing damage to people, you, it's very rare to take a model off the board. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think the most, in all the games I played, the most models I've seen taken off the board were two units. Were they um, just like chud droids or something or were they um the last game i played there was a unit of magna guards that came off and then a unit of um 212 clones Um, so supports supports but but the thing with you got to remember is you're going to pretty much guarantee to get at least two activations because of how it works with you know for them to be able to shoot you you pretty much have to activate to get yourself out into the midfield to be a target and then even if they wound you in that turn, okay, well, the next turn you become injured and then you can go about your actions. And then even if they wound you again, okay, well then you're still going to get that last activation. So most, most units are going to stick around at least until your third time through the deck. Yeah. And I had that on my first game where both uh, my opponent's B ones 
and one of my clone squad uh, supports, it was the 501st if I remember correctly, uh, both had the lethal wound on them, but we hadn't gone around the deck enough times for them to reactivate and actually be taken off the board. Uh, so honestly, we were both using them literally to take up space on the on the upper level of a of a of a gantry where the objective was, just so that we couldn't both of us move other units in to actually claim it. <laughs> so we were just using them literally as dead weight blockers. Well, and, and by the time you actually have a unit that gets pulled off the board, you're already in a second or third struggle. And so far, for the struggles we've seen, there's only three objective out there, and. I'll tell you what, if I, you know, if I'm running Maul and Dooku and you pull my B1s off the board, that's all right. There's just a higher probability of getting Maul and Dooku again. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Interesting. So, it, you know, I as much as I love playing characters like Anakin and, you know, Maul and just characters who just like to run up the board and beat face, that might not be the best tactic in this game. <laughs> you stop. Just funny because um, I was using my Shatterpoint card every time it came up on Rex specifically because he can order another person to move. Sure. I was yeah. using him purely just, okay, now I get another activation of move someone else. Uh, just because I found that there is not as much mobility in this game as I initially thought there was. I was going to say, it sounds like mobility is really at a premium uh, as well as the force points later on. But uh, how much of securing your objectives was, I mean, obviously you got to fight people around it, but staying mobile and being able to reach out and grab the stuff was that kind of a big part of it too yeah staying mobile i mean that's definitely an important part of it with your ability to like you don't have to be on the objective the whole time you know Mm -hmm. you can secure a backfield objective and then move up field as long as you know at no point does your opponent have more characters within range two range two is a big radius too Mm -hmm. um you know in mcp you're looking at range one for most of the objectives you know, range two, it gives you a pretty wide berth to, to be able to get characters in. So um, with, you know, with the almost every character in the game has some sort of movement shenanigans, whether it's defensive maneuver, you know, force jump, force speed, those kind of things. Um, hello there. Yeah, hello there, exactly. <laughs> like, there's so many ways for characters to get across the board quickly. Um, you'd be surprised at how fast somebody can close that gap to get to an objective or to get into engagement range. Yeah. Uh, speaking of back caps, uh, in our my second game, I actually he had uh, left his back because we were on third struggle where it's kind of that V formation, mm-hmm. and he had left that uh, uh, his back cap completely open, and I just force sped um, Ahsoka, four speed, four speed, and then just got him barely in range of it and, and tagged that back one, <laughs> and then he ran Maul over there, and Maul has the ability to throw someone in. Just <laughs> mm ripped Ahsoka off the point, retook it, and yeah. Yeah, movement and being able to move your opponent's characters is a really big thing, and that's, uh, I found that um, Anakin and, not Anakin, sorry, um, Ahsoka and Obi-Wan with clones don't, can move themselves, but don't really have any way to move their opponent's stuff, so. Yeah, and then you got a guy like Django, who, like, that's his whole bag, like, oh yeah, he's got that, you know, the range three get over here. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's just like an MCP, you know, they kind of break characters down, whether they're damage pieces or control pieces. Well, you know, in, in this game, it's very much the same thing. You want to make sure that you've got enough control pieces out there where not only can you get yourself up the board, but make your opponent move when they don't want to. Okay. Well, let's, let's do it. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Dan. 
I was going to say, honestly, uh, I think the control pieces are more powerful than damage pieces in, in this game. Uh, just the way the, the, the wound and uh, injured system works. Like, you're not removing pieces. Yes, you're making them not count towards objectives, but I think moving them off the objective is just as effective as shooting them and making them not count. Okay, well, let's explore this a little bit further. Of the characters that are out there right now, which ones would you consider uh, kind of the clutch control pieces? Oh, I mean, Django, right off the bat. I mean, his ability to do that kind of stuff um, is incredible. Um, Dooku has some good stuff on his his damage tree that allows him to to push people and stuff. Um, Oh, Dan, what do you got? Um, What was it? Maul uh, has that uh, there's no place to run. Uh, which I got smacked with pretty hard. <laughs> um, any character with force push, I'm thinking a lot of them were the uh, the Jedi force push, force pull. Okay, I was going to say it was sounding like a lot of dark side characters there so far. Yeah, because uh, so light side kind of help your dudes out, get them moving fast, and then dark side pulling them back <laughs> away from the places they get. Yeah, and from the one we've seen, and granted, you know, this is based off of three primaries and you know for from each side so we haven't seen the the breadth of, of you know, all the characters yet but um you know of the three primaries that we've got for the the light side i mean ahsoka is very much a defensive piece um it's fast can get around but like having deflect and having the fierce protector is huge um anakin you know he's a beat stick uh, he can take some damage but um not a lot of, as far as control is concerned and obi-wan is really just like a synergy piece he's the guy that that makes everyone else better. Um, but not a whole lot as far as like movement control. Okay. Yeah, Cause Asajj has force push. Lord uh, Maul has a, a, essentially a pull and Django has his little uh, capture wire. Okay. And that's all the currently released. Now, of course in the upcoming stuff, yeah, we'll have a lot more. Yeah. Well, like John said, we haven't seen the whole, you know, panoply, the, the, the lineup of characters, but uh, we do have some previews on a couple. So we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and look at those. Be right back guys. Ending the transmission now would be most unfortunate. And now the outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. Matt, Dan, and John here with you. And we've got a uh, bunch of other characters. We've got some info on that are going to be coming to a Shatterpoint table near you. Starting out with the Obi Vader combo box set. Uh, You cannot run box set. There's been a bit of, uh, how should I say, I wouldn't call it controversy, but uh, concern chatter about you know, the quality of these pieces that are in this box versus the price point. <laughs> okay. There, there, were, there was a bit of a discussion in our local area group uh, just today about uh, having to put down for $90 because both of these characters that come in this box, oh, they are spicy. Yeah. Well, uh, let's be honest. Like, Darth Vader is probably the most popular character in Star Wars. And if you're going to put him behind a $90 paywall, I was going to say, this has like pay to win, just classic, you know? Well, I mean, to be fair, and he will eventually come out in a separate box with the Stormtroopers. But I mean, the timing on this is a little like... "Mm -hmm." We don't have patience, Dan, let's be real here. Uh, What, gamers want instant gratification? You stop. All right. Uh, We also have the Grand Inquisitor, Reva, fourth sister and fifth brother. Uh, Those info, but uh, let's go ahead and start out with uh, Obi-Dobi Kenobi. Obi-Juan. Yes. I'm waiting for the 3D modelers to come out with the sombrero and poncho version. 
Um, I'm really excited for this pack. Um, I was one of the people who was initially kind of on the fence about whether I was going to get it, but um, looking at the rules and the stuff that they bring to the table, um, I'm really excited for it. Obi-Wan, I mean, he's a, first of all, he's a secondary character. So, um, you know, you can run him and Anakin in the same squad if you want. He's got some really cool mechanics. Talk about a character who's got the ability to get across the board quickly. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want me to go through his card or? Yeah, yeah, let's go do that. Let's let's take a look. Cool, cool. So he is a secondary character, like I said. Um, he is four um, character points. So if you're running him with Anakin, you're only getting three squad points to use for those 501st, probably. Um, you know, if you're bringing him with a character like, uh, you know, Luminara, then you'll have another four points to spend for your, your support. Um, but he's got eight stamina, which is a little low, but for a secondary, it's okay. Uh, two durability. He is a force user and a Jedi and can be used in both Clone Wars and Galactic Civil War eras. So that'll be great. He's everything we've seen so far is either one of the, or the other. So he can be used with anything, uh, for abilities. He's got run at the start of the turns, activate at units activation, uh, choose a unit in this a character in this unit or another allied character that is engaged with an enemy character. The chosen character may heal and reposition. So that's huge. And that's, that doesn't cost any force points or anything like that. That's just right off the bat. Someone can do a reposition and a heal. Um, his reactive ability of mind trick costs two force points. When an allied character within range three is targeted by an attack, this unit may use this ability. The attack ends. If it is the attacker's activation, it may make another attack targeting a different character. If it does, remove two dice from the attack roll. Oh. Mm. What's up, Dan? Uh, so I, won't, I didn't want to interrupt you there, but jumping back to run for a second. Okay, yeah. So at the start of this unit's activation, choose a character in this unit. Choose Obi-Wan or another allied character that is engaged. So I'm just curious, does Obi-Wan not have to be engaged to use this? Based on what I'm reading, no. So, yeah, getting up the board, just activating him, he repositions. That's a free move. Yep. That, that's super mobile. So Yeah, we, we may have to get some, some clarification on that. But from what I understand, I think that's... No, it just has to be another character that's engaged. Okay, what was the name of this pack again? <laughs> you cannot run. Oh, huh. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, my <laughs> trick sounds pretty freaking awesome, though, too. Yeah. Uh, I didn't process that he's a secondary character. Yeah. You know, looking at the cards yeah. now is that, that seems so you're, you're paying for this nice diorama piece, centerpiece kind of model setup. And uh, it's a secondary character. Fun. Well, what's kind of uh, hilariously ironic mm -hmm. is because he's secondary, you could run Vader with this Obi-Wan as your secondary. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's legal in an alternate universe. Let's just have Darth Maul and Kenobi just, you know, having fun romping across. Actually, the yeah, it could be a secondary yeah. to Maul yeah. as well. <laughs> Kenobi, get over here. Where's my coffee, man? What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the my, my trick, despite being two force points, um, I mean, that's that's got a lot of use. I mean, you can oh, yeah. you can shut down a character's reactive attack. You can, you know, because that basically only allows you to re redirect the attack if it's their turn, um, and even if it is their turn, you know, say they choose. You know, he's the only character within range, or you know that character is the only character that's within range. Well, then you just ended that attack. Okay, uh, so a couple more abilities on the card. There, we've got what greater purpose? What's that all about? Yep, unit has immunity to expose. So if this unit would gain expose, it can heal instead. 
which is going to be huge when we get to uh, we talk about the uh, Inquisitor pack. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then last ability, last stand of the Jedi. For each injured token this unit has, characters in this unit add two dice to the attack and defense roll, which is kind of similar to what Maul has. Um, you know, he's only got two stamina, or I'm sorry, two durability. So at most, he's going to be throwing two dice and attack and defense before he dies. But still, um, you know, it's spicy. <laughs> Very nice. So, some sort of self-damaging Maul Obi-Wan, if there was a way to do self-damage. <laughs> or just... <laughs> Run Maul and Obi Wan up and just have give it some time. Yeah, that's how you get the Kylo Ren uh, chest beating <laughs> <laughs> synergy with uh, Obi Wan there. So looking at his stances, well, stance, not stances, because again, he is a secondary, so he only has one stance. Um, obviously, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's obviously not quite as much of a beat stick as his, uh, you know, his primary self. Um, he's only throwing six dice in melee, no ranged attack, and then uh, five defense dice for both ranged and melee. You can go up to eight if he's wounded. Oh, true, true, true. Or injured, sorry. Yeah. Um, but you look at his uh, his damage tree, and he caps out at four successes. So now on those successes, he can, he can do some work. Um, I think the maximum he can do for damage, it looks like uh, seven. So, I mean, that's that's no, nothing to shrug your shoulders at. It's still a lightsaber at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, hmm. you know, he's got he's got the options on the same stand. So, like, whereas, like, with your primary characters, you usually has, like, have one side that's a little bit more offensive, one's a little more defensive. Um, this gives you the flexibility on the same stance. So, if you don't want to go the high damage route, you've got one that allows you to get three heals, five damage a push and a force jump or jump so i mean that's pretty good um you got another one that gives you uh four heals and reposition with that so there is that built-in flexibility on your only stance which is nice very cool uh i've had a vision of the future and i would like to share it with you always always murky the future is always moving but i think that we'll get an old man ben at some point and he will just be a support piece because we've seen the primary, the secondary, and then support. Uh, that would make and sense. And it would be about him running out there and dying and giving everybody buffs. But uh... And if they do a, some sort of alternate game mode or home, home rule where you don't have uniqueness, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the Obi, Obi, Obi squad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay anyways uh okay let's go on to the next one. Oh man i love the art on this one okay we've got darth vader jedi hunter and uh man that looks cool damn it yeah he looks great so he's got uh you know seven squad points so same as anakin um four force and then he's a primary unit obviously uh stamina 12 so I think that's the most we've seen so far. Uh, other than, I think Grievous was also 12. Okay. I have it in front of me. You I... must have robot legs and <laughs> arms. And, yeah. uh, no, sorry. Grievous was 11. Never mind. Oh. Yeah, so he's bringing 12 stamina and 3 durability. So that's the most the most tank we've seen so far. He is um, not being removed from the board. <laughs> no. um, for tags, this is kind of cool. So it's got both Force User, Galactic Empire, Galactic Republic, Inquisitorious, mm -hmm. and Sith. 
which Those are some interesting tags really yeah. interesting yeah so yeah, i mean I some of the some of the characters that do a lot of synergy you know rex for example um there's a lot of stuff with the galactic republic keyword well guess what <laughs> vader's galactic republic <laughs> um, inquisitorious keyword that one i that one i like i could see galactic republic i did was surprised at seeing the inquisitorious keyword you so you know, I would imagine that this is going to be a, a much different Vader than what we see in the, the Stormtrooper pack coming later on. Um, you know, with I'm assuming that was going to be a primary unit as well. So I'm sure they had to find some ways to differentiate them with tags and keywords. So, I mean, cool. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So he's set for the Clone Wars Galactic Civil War era. Okay, makes sense. Uh, otherwise, I think he'd just be kind of like a you know, blasted helmet. It's all charcoal and whatnot for <laughs> later on. Uh, around the sequel trilogy era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So Dan, why don't you take us through uh, Mr. Mr. Empire. With he Vader's is very, fury. very furious. He's got uh, Vader's fury cost of force point. This is an activated ability. Um, each character in this unit may dash during the next attack made by this character during its activation after dice have been rolled and modified add two more damage to the damage pool. So just that extra, there extra damage, yep. Uh, reactive ability of repose. After a melee attack targeting this character in this unit is resolved, the unit may use this ability. If the attack roll contain one or more fails, the attacking unit suffers uh, two more damage. So this is similar to a lot of the deflect mm-hmm. type abilities that we've seen in the currently released characters. Uh, but instead of melee, it is a, or sorry, instead of range, it's kind of a melee deflect. Yeah, the same mechanic that uh, Asajj has as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, after that, we got the Sith Lord Strikes Back. That's a reactive ability. Uh, when the unit is wounded by an attack, after the attack is resolved, it can use this ability. One character in this unit may immediately dash and make a five dice melee attack targeting the character that wounds it. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> it feels like it's going to punish you for trying to get in and stand toe to toe with Lord Vader here. He's going to be a big beat stick that uh, you actually don't want to hit, which is kind of uh, interesting. No, not at all. I think it's going to be, and I feel like this is very appropriate. It's going to be people running around from Vader because not only does he punish you for attacking him, he's also got so much health that uh, it was like, what are you going to do? You're not going to stop him. So. That's to try and play around him. Uh, The last ability, your hatred makes you powerful. When an allied character makes a melee attack as part of a combat action, after choosing a target, the attacking unit may suffer two damage. If it does, the attacker adds three dice to the attack pool. (laughs) There's your self-damage right there. Yep. And, you know, Maul's smiling. (laughs) has a big smile on that one. Yeah, so uh, uh, Maul, Vader, in a... You know, with Obi Wan as a secondary to one of the two mm-hmm. in a list, <laughs> that's the one thing that's been like annoying me as far as trying to list build with him is those seven squad points, though, because I want so many things to go with him, and just trying to wedge that you know extra point down. It's like you, you until they make a secondary that's three points, you're really stuck with either five oh first B ones or Magna guards that they have to be in the list. I think that's one thing that's going to be interesting as we get more and more characters in this is going to be the granularity in building the squads. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Uh, okay, so primary, we got... Uh, he he remembers both stances. 
<laughs> unlike uh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got the Form Five Jim uh, So and uh, Dark Rage. Dark Rage, yeah. There we go. Looks like we've got a little bit more flexibility on the first one. What, what do we got in there in the tree? Yeah, so with uh, Form Five Jim So, that's definitely his defensive stance. Mm -hmm. um, it's also the only stance he gets a range attack, which is nothing to scoff at. It's a uh, range four, seven dice. Um, and his melee, his melee attack is six dice. He's got six defense on each side, and his expertise tree for for a defense on that is pretty good <laughs> uh, on both sides, really. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, with his uh, his Demso stance, he's only throwing five successes on there. Um, now, granted, he can do a lot with those five. Mm -hmm. um, looks like max out damage. He's got um, nine, which will. KO about half the primaries in the game. <laughs> um, he's got some he's got some statuses in there as well. Um, but oh, like I said, caps out at five. But um, that is the first time we've seen and at that last uh, box in the center there. That is the climb. Is that what that is? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, we've seen jumps, we've seen other things in movement things in here. Climb, first time we've seen that in a. Uh, so you have to be really specifically placed for for that to work out well that's interesting because he's gonna have to i mean it, it comes after two shoves which is important because you can't take a climb action if you're still engaged hmm. so interesting. Interesting. We'll, we'll see how that plays out but like i said it comes after two shoves plus that also has the range attack so he can use that range attack and then make a climb action as long as he's out of engagement okay and then what do we got? Uh, Dark Rage looks like a lot of damage. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> a lot I'm of in range because I think you'll be using the the Dem Gemso on the approach, definitely with him. Yeah. Uh, but once you're in there, switching over to Dark Rage, seven dice in melee, five defense. That's uh, one, two, three, four, five. You can go up to six steps. Yep. And I'm just trying to calculate which one is the most damaging. Uh, looks like. He caps out at eight either way. I think the bottom one's nine. Four, five, six, Four, seven, eight, nine. Six. Yeah, nine. But oh, you're right. You're right. Nine. Sorry. Sorry. He caps out at nine. Um, nice. But he's, he's throwing some more. Shoves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up to three shoves. He's got a strained in there. Um, his, his expertise tree, though. <sighs> so he's got from one expertise, he can get two critical hits. He's basically just throwing critical hits in there, which that's one thing that, that I, I guess I didn't quite to have expect to have as much impact on the game as it is. Mm -hmm. Like there's really a, a lot of differentiation when you get into how good somebody's expertise um, expertise table is. And that's both okay. offensive and defensive. Yeah. I mean, you look All at right. like you look at some characters and they have, you know, very little for expertise, and that really affects on what their actual maximum damage output would be. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on further down the inquisitorial line or into the inquisitorial line. Mm -hmm. I think Dan is trying to make that distinction that Vader was not. <laughs> uh, to uh, Captain Fivehead, I believe is his name. <laughs> well, depending on which head you're going to model him with, because yeah. he'll come with two different head options. Okay. 
don't oh, know if you guys saw that on the back of the box. No, I didn't see that. What's the other no, head so option? There will be a uh, Rebels animated style head, and then there will be a Kenobi live action style head. Oh, oh that's option cool. Option on there. All right. But we have the Grand Inquisitor, Fallen Jedi. Mm-hmm. And this is another primary unit. Uh, Dan, I think it's your turn. Yep. So uh, eight squad points brings three force to the table, which is standard as we've seen. Uh, nine stamina with three durability. Um, he is tagged as Force User, Galactic Empire, and Inquisitorious. So no uh, Galactic Republic on these guys. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, though they are dual era, so they could be used with Clone Wars units or huh. Galactic Civil War units. Okay. Uh, his uh, activate ability or when on draw ability, uh, you know who we are. It's like, don't, don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Karen mode point. activated. Yes. Effective when trying to get restaurant reservations. <laughs> At the start of this unit's activation, choose an allied Inquisitorious secondary character or allied Inquisitorious supporting character. So anyone lower ranked than him, which is everyone else that we're going to go over in a minute. Uh, one character in this unit and in the chosen character may dash. So he's moving and the uh, other person he chose is moving. So that's actually some pretty good mobility there. Yeah, just on draw too, so... Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but so that's something that's not going to cost you an extra force point in case you get injured. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, his next ability uh, is Secrets Uncovered for two force. Uh, choose an active objective within range five that is controlled by the opposing player. Remove that opposing player's control token from the objective. <laughs> what? <laughs> now it's expensive, a two force, but just going, no, you don't control that anymore. <laughs> Uh, I talked to the force and the force said no yeah that's gonna be a crazy control piece (laughs) yeah that's that's one of the strongest control abilities i think we've seen so far i mean you have the ability to really single-handedly affect two objective points in one turn and if you're pushing like if you're tied on that particular objective um well does it still switch over no it wouldn't switch over to you because you wouldn't be ahead of the when you go to the scoring phase well, but, no, but but they wouldn't they wouldn't control it anymore though. They wouldn't so. control it anymore. Yeah. So if you're you've got a uh, pushed objective, you can just make it neutral, and your opponent wouldn't be able to uh, do anything with that anymore. So that that is just really powerful. <laughs> okay. Um, he's got a reactive ability called the temple. The temple records are quite complete. Uh, it's one force point when the character in this unit is targeted with a melee attack by an enemy force user character. This unit may use this ability. This unit may flip its stance card, and the defender adds two dice to its defense roll. So that's that's pretty good. It's uh, you know, in case you find yourself you know, flipped to the wrong side and you didn't want to be on, well, this allows you to actually go back to your defensive side, and you got two dice in addition to your defense roll. So it's uh, it's pretty good. And since half half the characters in this game so far are force users, that's pretty. It's a pretty wide. And most of the primaries yeah. are pretty much all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and his last ability, clearly you were a poor student. When an allied Inquisitorious character wounds an enemy unit, after this effect is resolved, one allied Inquisitorious character may heal two. Then if the wounded unit was a force user, refresh to force. So, wow. um, All right. God, it just seems really tailor-made to have uh, <laughs> Vader as your, as your running <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> that would be quite the combo. All right. Uh, how about his stances? What do we got? So on his Form 2 Makashi side, 
Um, he is throwing five dice at range four for ranged. He's got seven dice melee, and then he's got five defensive dice on both uh, both ranged and melee. He has a um, damage tree that goes out to five successes. Pretty good damage output on this one. Um, he's six, got up to eight, it looks like. Uh, six successes. Oh, sorry. Up to ten damage. Oh, yeah, you're right. Six. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, and ten damage. Wow. It's so, a weird layout where it kind of it goes to the right and then vertical. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he's got um, one side of it gives him a little bit more mobility uh, with a force jump. Um, he can choose between an exposed or a strain token, uh, a pin, and a sh uh, dash in there as well. So uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, he's got um, a pretty good uh, expertise tree for the melee attack with um, critical added damage at every stage. So that's pretty nice. Seems to be the more aggressive one of the two stances. Um, his other stance, the Form V DMSO, um, is... A little bit more defensive. He's got a uh, range attack with four dice um, and a melee attack with six dice, but six defense dice on both of those. Um, and his defense expertise is really nice. It allows him to um, convert criticals into strikes. And then as you get more expertise, it actually allows you to convert those criticals directly to failures. Yeah, the, this defensive expertise, expertise tree on this side is just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was enjoying uh, with our games earlier to uh, earlier in the weekend uh, that Obi Wan would be flipping you know crits to fails, uh, but this just dumps multiple crits to hits and then cr or crits to strikes and crits to uh, fails. It's well, if you're getting three or four, you're getting yeah. one critical to a strike and then one another critical directly to a fail. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but as far as his damage tree is concerned, um, goes up to six successes once again. This one does a little bit less damage. I think it caps out at seven. Yeah, it doesn't matter which path you take. It's seven either way. Yeah, but I mean, uh, he's, but he's got some repositions in there, and it ends with a uh, force ability, which would be secrets uncovered. So it allows you yeah. to do it for free. So if you, yeah, if you can get to do that for free, you do have to get six successes on six dice. Yeah, it's tough, but if you can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go and start w looking at some of the units the Grand Inquisitor might be look working with uh, and uh, look at the third sister, a.k.a. Reva. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the eventual next Inquisitor pack that has, you know, second sister and the Inquisitors from Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, Reva... Reva actually is pretty powerful. Um, any opinions about her portrayal in the Obi-Wan series aside, this character is actually really, really good. Um, four squad points doesn't bring any force because it's secondary. Eight stamina, two durability, which is pretty average for most mm -hmm. secondaries out there. Uh, first ability is Call the Hunt, cost of force. Choose an allied Inquisitive supporting character. So... I'm seeing a trend here where all their targeting is targeting the lower rank below them. Uh, but choose an allied inquisitory supporting character within range four. Chosen character may dash or may make a five dice attack. Yeah, I love that flexibility. Yeah. Uh, second activate ability is a force jump. Each character this unit may jump. We've seen that quite a bit, but that extra mobility, especially when you don't have e ingress points. We didn't talk about it much on the tables, but... Uh, yeah, the tables I played on didn't have a lot of ingress points, so 
It's a lot of fun. It makes a huge difference. It, it makes a huge difference. Not only does it allow you to get up and down the elevations, but it actually adds quite a bit to your movement. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so then she's got a reactive ability of deflect, which we've seen with uh, Anakin and, and Ahsoka. And also another one with your fear betrays you. Now, this one costs a uh, force point, And the character, when this character is uh, making a melee attack as part of a combat action, before dice are rolled, they may use this ability, remove one or more conditions from the defender, add two dice to the attack roll for each addition, uh, each condition that was removed. Oof. And <laughs> with the ability for of stacking conditions that a lot of these characters and other characters in the game show... Mm-hmm. Like I commonly have seen characters with two, three conditions at a time. Oh, well, just, yeah. Once we get to the supporting characters that she can bring with her, there is going to be some yeah. synergy with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we move down to the stance. She's uh, got the form two Makashi, and uh, I mean, still a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, five she's... steps, uh, seven dice. Uh, so she can get decent into it. That's one, two, three, four, seven damage potential. Uh, yeah. With two shoves and a jump in there. <laughs> like, yeah, and she's throwing. I'm oh, sorry, three shoves. Yeah, she's also throwing seven dice on her. You know, on her attack, she's got a pretty good expertise tree, um, where it's adding both successes and or uh, strikes and damage on every single level. Okay. Yeah, so and I've in games played this recently. I, I've noticed that shoves, because it's not just you're moving your opponent's character. You then have the option to move speed one towards that character mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so don't underestimate the mobility that shoves actually add your own characters to move towards things you like. Oh yeah, and having multiple shoves is huge too, especially if you're playing against clones because a lot of them bring steadfast. Mm -hmm. So your, your ability to you know okay fine you can ignore my first shove but what about second shove? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on down the waterfall of Inquisitors, uh, we've got the fourth sister. You know what I'm actually uh, seeing lacking of all these Inquisitor cards? What's that? Uh, some sort of in-game representation of the helicopter lightsaber. <laughs> I think fourth sister here is setting it up and just getting ready to whappity, whappity, whappity her way. No, not not the just spinning and hitting people. I'm talking about the flying. No, helicopter. no, absolutely. She's just getting ready to take off. <laughs> and uh Dan just wants to marry Poppins way across the table. <laughs> That's what I was talking earlier. We need more mobility. To be, to be fair, we all do. Yes. But, uh, okay, and so we got a support unit here. Uh take it away, Dan. Uh so yeah, fourth sister, four squad points, uh eight stamina to durability, which is again pretty average. Uh do get force jump. Uh, so one for one force point can jump uh, force pull as well. Mm. Um, and here's where the interesting stuff gets. And we'll see this on fifth brother as well in feeble as uh, pinned. So there was some confusion um, in our local group about this thing, people thinking that you have to gain a pin to do this. But now this is like the clone fire supports where you're imparting this token on someone else. Uh, but when this character in another, when a character in another allied Inquisitorius makes an attack as part of a combat action, four dice are rolled, you can use this ability. If the target is within range four of this character, the target unit gains pinned. So it's essentially just like the clone fire support, but for another Inquisitorius unit. Okay. And then some sort of mandate. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, inquisitorial mandate. This is something that's going to be across uh, most of the inquisitors here. When determining uh, with, with the support characters, at least when determining control of an active objective that a character in this unit is contesting, if there is a tie, this unit's controlling player takes control of that objective. So that's awesome. That's you know having that ability to take a, a tiebreaker like that, especially when you're you know if you're running this. We didn't really talk about this before, but when you're running this team, the squad you have to choose which of the two supporting units you want. So you're only going to have three models in this squad. So there aren't going to be a lot of occasions where you're going to be able to outnumber people, but having the tiebreaker is just as good as outnumbering them. Yeah. So this basically makes up for the fact that it's only a single model support as opposed to the dual model supports we've seen in everything so far. Okay. And then with Swift Retreat, uh, when this unit is wounded by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, one character in this unit may reposition. So she brings a lot of a lot of control, whereas we'll see with the third brother, um, it's a lot more damage. Um, she's the control piece. She's got the ability to you know do the force pull. She has the ability to pin within feeble, preventing movement, and then having the swift retreat when damaged. Um, she's going to have the ability to basically lock down your opponent to wherever you want them to be. Very cool. Let's quickly take a look at uh, damage header stance card there. Uh, another form to Makashi. Yeah, she's thrown five die or uh, five successes, seven dice in melee, no range. Um, defense of six for range, seven for melee. Um, her damage tree, like I said, five uh, five successes. It's got a decent amount of damage. The, the real key thing is her fourth success allows her to do one of her active abilities, whether it's force pull or force jump. So again, gives her even more mobility. And then that fifth slot is she's got three damage there. So. Um, you really, you really want her to get to those fourth and fifth successes to really make a, you know, yeah. make an impact. Yeah, she can get up to what seven damage on that. That's uh, pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, and then last we have the fifth brother. That's right, another support unit. Yeah, like I was saying with with fifth brother, I mean, he really brings a lot of the same kind of mechanics that that uh, she does, except for his are more offensively based. So. Um, one of the coolest abilities we've seen so far, I think, is Force Repulse. So it's an active ability that costs two Force Points to use. Um, choose a character in this unit, push each character within range two of the chosen character, range two away from it. So a couple of key things, and I, I would have to see you know, some rulings on this, but push each other character within range two of the chosen character two away. That includes your own characters. Yep. It doesn't does not say, say friendly yeah. or, or yeah. enemy characters. It is each character. So that's literally everything. And you're controlling how far, you know, in what direction away is. So, I mean, you could use yep. this to spring your own units up the board if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bonus points if you say surf's up right before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> We're going wow. full 80s Ninja Turtle on it. Come on. Uh, I mean, it, it is a, a two force point ability, so it's it's not cheap, um, yeah, and you know you're going to be wanting to do a lot of stuff with with these characters. So, you know. jump onto a uh, uh, objective point though, and push everyone away, and you've literally cleared everyone off the point except you, considering it has to be range two. So you're definitely getting them farther. Absolutely, it, it's than the capture the, the uh, contestion range of of an objective. Yeah, I mean, for being a damage piece, it is a huge control mechanic. Um, he's got a force jump ability as well. Enfeeble is his uh, reactive ability, just like the other one, except for his enfeeble gives exposed. 
which I mean, for, 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 you know, for those who haven't played exposed, obviously is the one where you don't get any defensive expertise. Um, for some characters, especially the primaries and especially the Jedi's or force user characters, those defensive expertise are huge. You know, the ability to cancel criticals or, or weaken them or, you know, move yourself out of range. Um, eliminating those entirely can be huge. And he does it before dice are rolled. So spicier than uh, fourth sisters in feeble action. I mean, they, they both are allowed to do it before, but being able to do that exposed right before you roll the attack, I mean, <laughs> I mean it right, just magnifies it. Directly, it directly affects the roll that's coming up, whereas uh, Fourth Sister just putting a, a pin down there so the other opponent can't move. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah this is a lot more uh, uh, instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has that inquisitorial mandate, just like the, the sister does, so he's got the, that tiebreaker ability. And then resolve when a character in this unit is contesting one or more active objectives that has protection and steadfast. Uh, that's massive. I mean, steadfast, like we talked about, it ignores that first push. And then protection uh, reduces the damage he takes from or down by one. And that's not to a minimum of one. That's just reducing it by one. So if you only take one damage, he, he's blocking it. Nice. Yeah. So not only is he able to clear off objectives, he's going to stick around and hold them too. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, okay, and then down to uh, oh look, a form two Makashi. Yeah, um, and his is very I, similar. I, but... I'm actually looking at them side by side. They are identical. Okay, uh, his, his trees are identical, with the exception yeah. of the very first starting point at the top uh -huh. uh, is exposed as opposed to. Oh, I'm sorry. They, some of these conditions are separate. So yeah. it's exposed then uh, strain as opposed to pin then. Uh, Sarm. So sorry, flavored sorry, slightly no. differently for flavor slightly different, but yeah, the damage is the same, the activate ability is the same, uh, seven dice the same. To me, the, the biggest the biggest difference is while they both have the active ability for the free active ability in the fourth slot, um, him being able to do the force repulse, <laughs> yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, okay. no, it's just so much more value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he has um kind of a, a reverse of the the defensive abilities he's got uh, more defense for melee than than range which makes sense because he's gonna want to get stuck up in the middle okay yeah so so for the the the, the inquisitor squad you want to run I, i'm thinking i mean just at first glance here fifth brother is looking a lot more value than fourth sister in that in that support slot yeah, I mean, unless unless you need a character that that can move a lot, move around a lot, and then in addition do control as well, you don't care as much about the damage part of it. Uh, yeah, I think Fifth Brother is the one to go with. Cool. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we we just need a a secondary that's three points, so you can drop Four Sister alongside Vader. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't even matter. If there's no synergy. I just need that point cost to be able to slot in there. <laughs> Well, maybe someday, Dan, but uh, not today. Uh, yeah, so a lot of bad guys coming down the pipe. I'm sure you're very excited, Dan. Uh, poor poor Obi-Wan. He's Maybe he should go back and hide in his cave for a little while longer. You know? <laughs> Wait to see if his own shadow spooks him to go back and you know hide again. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you, everybody, for coming along. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. 
And uh, thank you for listening. Please make sure to leave us a review on your podcast service of choice. And you can always contact us at legionoutriders at gmail.com or on facebook.com slash legionoutriders. We do hope you'll join us again for the next episode. In the meantime, Dan, where can people find you? Well, I'm out on the Discord as either uh, Dantech or Outrider Dan. And I'm usually hanging out in some of your trips, Twitch streams. Yeah, some. Some, yeah. but thank you. Uh, yes, twitch.tv slash captain underscore Archer or on Discord as the same. John, how about you? Well, if I'm not uh, parading around with the Stanley Cup winning Golden Knights. Um, <laughs> Eating hot dogs out of it. <laughs> of course. Um, I'm on Instagram at outrider underscore John. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, guys. And we'll catch you next episode. Take care. Everybody.